Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rob Scheinberg, Rabbi of the United Synagogue of Hoboken, New Jersey, and today we're learning Masechet Sukkah, Daf Mem Zion, 47a and b. Now the primary topic today is one of our most unusual holidays of the Jewish year, the holiday called Shemini Atzeret. What is the holiday of Shemini Atzeret about? Is this holiday a continuation of the holiday of Sukkot, or is it its own distinct holiday? So these are questions that continue to perplex many traditional Jews today, and they are discussed on our page, beginning at the very end of yesterday's daf 46b. So in yesterday's daf, we read at the very bottom, Amar Rav Yehuda Rav Shmuel Bar Shilat Mishmei Rav. Rav Yehuda, son of Rav Shmuel Bar Shilat, said in the name of Rav, Shmini Safek Shvi'i, Shvi'i Sukkat Ushmini Labracha. Before you even translate it, we should talk about what's going on here. So this teaching of, uh, of the, in the name of Rav is that the eighth day of the Sukkot constellation of festivals in the diaspora, where an additional day of each festival is observed, that eighth day is considered to be a Shmini Safik Shvi'i. It's the eighth day, but it might re- be regarded as being possibly the seventh day. Now, what does this mean? We know that since Talmudic times, it's been traditional to observe an additional day of the three pilgrimage festivals outside of Israel. Why is this? Because of some doubt about the correct days on the calendar. At that time, each new month would not begin until the Sanhedrin determined that the first sliver of the new moon had been sighted by credible witnesses. And immediately upon the sighting of the new moon, word would spread around the land of Israel to indicate that the new month had begun. And if it were a new month that included one of the pilgrimage holidays, everyone would know on which day the holiday would fall. However, outside of Israel, it sometimes would take too long to send the messengers to let everyone know which day had been determined to be the first day of the new month. And uh, the Jewish calendar, being a lunar calendar, everyone would have a pretty good idea of when the new month would begin, but they might be off by one day. So just to make sure, an additional day was added to each of the pilgrimage festivals in the diaspora only. And it's called Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galiot, the second day of the festival for the diaspora. So whereas the Torah instructs that the holiday of Shavuot is observed for one day, outside of Israel it's observed for two days. Pesach is described in the Torah as a seven-day festival, but outside of Israel it's observed for eight days. And Sukkot, well here it's complicated, because Sukkot is described as a seven-day holiday, followed by Shemini Atzeret, which sometimes appears to be the eighth day of the holiday, and sometimes appears to be its own separate one-day festival. Outside of Israel, this Sukkot and Shemini Atzeret constellation of holiday or holidays is observed for nine days instead of eight. Now we're asking, what is the nature of Shemini Atzeret outside of Israel? In the opinion that is quoted in the name of Rav, the status of the eighth day is Shemini Safik Shvi'i, it's an eighth day that is possibly the seventh day. Shvi'i la sukkah, ushmini la bracha. It's considered like the seventh day for the purpose of dwelling in the sukkah. Or in other words, in Rav's opinion, one needs to dwell in the sukkah on Shvini Atzeret because it might actually be the seventh day seven of Sukkot. However, the 
blessings that are recited are the blessings associated with the separate holiday of Shemini Atzeret. In the Amidah, in Birkat HaMazon, the blessing after the meal, the holiday is described not as a, one of the days of Sukkot, but rather as the separate holiday of Shemini Atzeret. We say, Ad Yom Shemini Chag HaAtzeret Hazet. Well, there's a different rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan, who disagrees. The Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Shemini Lazev Vilazev. Consider it like the eighth day for both purposes, both the mitzvah of dwelling in the sukkah and also for how the holiday is referred to in the blessings. Now we analyze the dispute, and everyone in this dispute agrees that one has to dwell in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeret. What they disagree about is whether you should say the blessing concerning dwelling in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeret. In the opinion of Rav and his student, you do say the blessing. In the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan, you don't. After a little bit of arguing, the law is determined to be in accordance with Rabbi Yochanan. And this is in part because even Rav's student, Rav Yehuda, son of Rav Shmuel Bar Shilat, he himself was seen going into the sukkah on Shemini Atzeret and not saying a blessing. And whereas Jewish practices today differ on the extent to which people dwell in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeret, the halachic codifications support the conclusion that outside of Israel, one should dwell in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeret, but one should not recite a blessing. Then Rabbi Yochanan teaches us another principle about Shemini Atzeret. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Omrim zman b'shmini shachag, ve'en omrim zman b'shvi'i Pesach. We say the Shehecheyanu, blessing for special occasions, on Shemini Atzeret, even though we don't say Shehecheyanu on the seventh day of Pesach. So in some ways, Shemini Atzeret resembles the seventh day of Pesach in that it is a festive uh, Yom Tov day that concludes a week-long uh, festival. However, the seventh day of Pesach really is deemed to be an integral part of Pesach, whereas Shemini Atzeret looks at least in some ways to be separate from Sukkot. And now we have some examples of this. Ve'amar Rabbi Levi Bar Chama, ve'itima Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina. Rabbi Levi Bar Chama or Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina taught the following. Teda sh'arei chaluk ben shlosha dvarim basukah v'lulav v'nisu chamayim. Shemini Atzeret differs from the rest of Sukkot in three ways. Sukkah. There's no mitzvah as well in the Sukkah on Shemini Atzeret. If you do it outside of Israel, it's only because it might actually be day seven of Sukkot. Lulav. There's no mitzvah to use the lulav on Shemini Atzeret. And there's no ritual of pouring the water on the altar. One of the extraordinary Sukkot rituals in the time of the temple that we'll be learning about on coming pages. Rabbi Huda de'amar belog hayam nasech kol shmona harechaluk And according to Rabbi Yehuda, who did think that the water pouring ritual did happen on Shemini Atzeret, so he still believes that Shemini Atzeret is different in those other two ways, Sukkah and Lula. Now a little bit later on the page, we see some more evidence for the distinctiveness of Shemini Atzeret. Quoted in the name of Rav Papa. Rav Papa notes that in the passage in the Book of Numbers about the offerings for Shemini Atzeret, in the Book of Numbers chapter 29, we're instructed that a certain number of parim, of bulls, are offered on each day. And these numbers follow a series, 13 on the first day, 12 on the second day, then 11 and 10 and 9, 8, and then finally 7 on the seventh day. But then on Shemini Atzeret, we're down to par echad, one bull being offered, and that certainly makes it appear that Shemini Atzeret is a distinctive holiday, not following the pattern set for the sacrifices of the other days of Sukkot. 
And then Rav Papa notes two other details in that biblical passage that seem to show that Shemini Atzeret is really a separate festival. The passage about Shemini Atzeret is introduced with the word Bayom, Bayom Hashmini, on the eighth day, as opposed to the other days that are introduced with the word Uvayom, and on day X. And on the very top of the next page, we have a summary of six ways that Shemini is different from the other from the rest of Sukkot. Quote in the name of Rav Nachman. There are six ways that Shemini Atzeret differs from the other days of Sukkot, and it's an acronym for mnemonic purposes. It has its own lottery for the temple roles that would be played by the priests. Zman you say the Shehachayanu blessing, as we've discussed. Regal Bifneatzmo, it, it has its own name and is its own separate festival. Korban Bifneatzmo, it differs from the other days of Sukkot in the offerings that are offered. Shira Bifneatzmo, it has its own festive psalm. And Bracha Bifneatzmo, and its blessing in the Amidah or Birkat HaMazon is different from the rest of Sukkot. Now we should note that the most important features of Shemini Atzeret's liturgy of today like the prayer for Geshem, the prayer for rain, or the Yizkor memorial prayers. These are not mentioned here at all, and that's because they're much more recent than the Talmud. Yizkor, recited on Shemini Atzeret and other festive days, began in medieval Europe, and the early Geshem, the most early Geshem prayers, are also from a few centuries after the Talmud. And perhaps the very most outstanding feature of Shemini Atzeret today is remarkably absent from this passage and from the entire Talmud. And that is what happens in the diaspora on the second day of Shemini Atzeret, which is, of course, known outside of Israel as Simchat Torah. And in fact, in Israel, Shemini Atzeret and Simchat Torah coexist on the same day, and sometimes that day is simply referred to as Simchat Torah. Simchat Torah is actually a remarkably late holiday, dating at the earliest from the time of the Geonim, regardless of its outstanding position on the Jewish calendar today. And so, as was the case with yesterday's page, we see on today's page remarkable evidence of how Jewish liturgy and even the schedule of the Jewish holidays has transformed so much over time in the post-Talmudic era. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.